Hello and welcome. This is Rohan this side and it's Viraj here. Welcome to the Affair Nama podcast. So there has been a lot of news about this ongoing Russian protests and the star of this protest is Alexei Navalny. Now let's get right into who this person is and why are there protests in Putin's Russia. So Navalny is from the southwest of Moscow and he started his career as a blogger in 2008. So the crux of his blog was exposing corruption in Putin's Russia. So he decided to make this change much more internal and he ran for the mayor of Moscow in 2013 but unfortunately he lost. While talking about his background there has been a lot of claims that he has ties with the russian nationalist but all that is for speculation and uh, there hasn't been any solid proof that he is with the russian nationalists so now why did alexei navalny truly come into the limelight of the russian protests so it all starts in 2014 so in 2014 putin uh, sort of had this deal with crimea and he had to invade it and there was a lot of politics involved that created a period of dormancy in russia this was the time when anti putin protests started taking place so the the person who was organizing all these protests was alexei navalny since he was the person behind this he was obviously given a false charge of embezzlement and he was put i think there were there were cases on him so the true protest starts from here so alexei navalny is traveling from tomsk to moscow on this plane he all of a sudden starts to develop some sort of seizures and he is screaming in pain so because of that the plane had to do an emergency landing in omsk so paramedics arrived uh, his blood sample was taken he was taken to the hospital and he was checked for poisoning considering he was having seizures they suspected that it's a case of poisoning but the blood tests by the russian officials came negative here they had to put him in a medically induced coma for his own safety so when he was in the hospital his wife was barred to visit him and his family members were also barred so this grew of concern that it might be a threat to his life so a german ngo basically offered to charter a jet to berlin for his treatment he was taken to berlin and he was treated there completely so when they ran these blood tests it came out to be a poison and the name of the poison was novichok which was used by the russian intelligence the news spread like wildfire that the leader of the opposition and the leader of the anti putin protest was poisoned by a poison created by the russian intelligence so there was some foul play involved here So this is where the protests erupted that this was unjust this was clearly a case of trying to eliminate the opposition so everything happened he was treated in berlin i just feel like i should let you know this as well that during this time when he was poisoned he was also working on this documentary about the president of russia that is putin he was also trying to expose the corruption that putin was doing so he decided he won't sit in berlin and he won't release a documentary hiding in another country so like a hero from a hollywood movie he went back to russia and he decided that he would release the documentary 
but the moment he landed he was arrested arrested yeah so here when the, the police came they said that the charge that he was given for embezzlement in the past it was brought up and he was given a sentence of 3 years this is basically the story of how the protests erupted he kind of became this popular figure uh, as an opposition to russia so the moment he came he was arrested and massive protest started to erupt there was literally a live recording of alexey navalny's lawyer was talking to the press and right between the interview she was taken away by the police and she was detained this is how the entire protest came to being and i feel this protest this russian protest is the protest in its truest form because alexey navalny is not actually running for the opposition leader or running for for the presidency but he is actually exposing all the corruption that is in russia and he is also you know trying to crumble the house of cards that is putin uh, doing favors for the billionaires like exempting taxes he is trying to constantly do some or the other favors for the billionaires so that he can be in power so he is just trying to expose the lies of the government the corruption that the government is doing and he is not doing this for any personal gain but he is just trying to make the citizens of russia aware of the fact that there is a lot of corruption and and i feel this is truly a historic moment because never in my life i thought that russia would have a different leader or there would be any riots against putin in russia and i thought for all the time that putin is alive he'll be the president of russia but to witness such a historic event to witness such a historic protest it it was amazing and uh, i hope everyone was aware of this protest and if you're not i hope you understood from this i don't think anyone was aware of this i mean i was not aware mm-hmm. of this okay. uh, there was just a random video which popped up on my uh, youtube feed and that's when i came to know that such a huge thing is going on mm-hmm. uh, in russia i think i remember watching dhruv rati's video he said that there is this uh, video online uh, on youtube in russian uh, and it has been watched by almost 30% of russia's population so that's the significance of that video and i think that video was made by navalny So yeah, but what I'm surprised about is how did Putin did this happen? Like Putin really controls the entire country's media, propaganda, elections, everything. From what I know, in that case, because Putin has a free hand over anything and everything in his country, I'm surprised that Putin let this happen to the point where these huge protests took place. So that's what I was surprised about. Even India these days, uh, I don't feel confident about talking much. against the status quo uh, fearing okay there might be some backlash and people have been arrested for saying very stupid things online take take disha's disha's example recently using a toolkit talking about a toolkit she's arrested and the court gives her the bail yeah, you come out of that through a bail etc but you have to go through a lot of mental hardship financial hardship in that process even maharashtra government has been known to arrest people because someone has said something against say for example the sitting chief minister of maharashtra so on and so forth so in india which is a democracy still i mean it's, it's people might argue with that <laughs> and uh, they may not say that it's the most free country in the world but it's still a democracy and even here it's difficult to uh, dissenting is not that easy I'm just surprised that how did Putin let this happen? Mm-hmm. Everything truly went down for him when he 
invaded this place called Crimea. In 2014, Putin sent his forces to invade Crimea because of which his hold over Russia it became loose and I think Alexei Navalny took the very right opportunity to strike Putin where it really hurt him and he is very afraid of him now because of the amount of supporters he has gained and not only that but the way he portrays this the way he explains everything and uh, it's a very brave thing of him to edit the pictures of Putin pictures of all those billionaires that Putin's connected to and you know make silly faces or silly videos of them i think uh, putin did make a mistake and now everything is out of his control however what i have not really understood is what is the connection between putin invading crimea and putin losing its hold on russia this was the part where he used most of his resources he put most of his attention for i think he wanted the power in that place back or something since there was a lot of politics lot of bureaucracy involved and particularly putin's special bureaucracy involved he had to spend more time more attention towards this thing that happened in 2014 otherwise putin is very well known for putting on these shows where he will play ice hockey where he will go to a mountain with a horse and he'll be shirtless he does this different photo shoot uh, of his and uh, i think that part of his that that influence of his over his people i think it kind of stopped there there wasn't really much going on in russia at that moment and that was the point where alexei navalny and all the other oppositions were regaining their power regaining their voice so they could bring their voice out and protest at such a, such a large scale so here the most funny thing about all this is how alexei navalny is he's taking things very lightly he's making fun of things and making light of serious things uh, one of these things were he used a call spoofing software okay he calls a person in the internal security this person he he knows that he has covid and it's 6 7 in the morning and he is not really in that state of mind to understand who he is talking to but alexei navalny uses a call spoofing software and he poses as a superior he asks what happened to the mission that he was given to poison alexei navalny the security agent that he called he started spilling out all the secrets that oh the ambulance arrived at time or else he would have died and he he spilled all the secrets and all of this is actually available on youtube and you can go and check it out if you want coming to the topic of protests you mentioned disha ravi right i guess yeah i did want to talk about protests that are happening in india but going to talk mostly around it and i think there is a problem that we are facing that is actually very relevant in the west and i really don't want that to happen to our country and uh, that is we never have a conversation by we i mean obviously the the government the people and two people involved with opposing views there is never a conversation that is taking place Do you think you yeah. are open to talking to someone who does not share your opinion? I am. I am very, very open to that. Sure. Yeah, I am sure. Okay, let me change my question. Uh, I'm not going to ask you are you open to talking yeah. to people who have different views or opposing views to yours. How often do you talk to people who have opposing views to yours? 
I won't say that I go out of my way and try to talk to them, but I am open to get to know what their opinions are on a certain thing. I might not respond to them. The place I'm talking about obviously is online. In forums, there is a lot of unrest and everyone is ready to take offense. And uh, what I've noticed a lot is people tend to deviate from what the fact is. They have a certain way of thinking about these facts. They they are biased towards what their beliefs are and they will obviously just pick out those things from the facts. But I, I believe that the fact should be addressed and everyone should own up to what the facts are and not the other way around. So yeah, uh, to answer honestly to your question, I won't strike a conversation with a person with a polar opposite view, but I'm ready to look into what their view is. I, I'm not going to disregard their view just because unless and until they they are not ready to have a conversation, I don't think me initiating a conversation is of any use. If we can take an example of the people that were burning Greta Thunberg's and Rihanna's pictures, I don't think you can talk to people like that. The things that they are doing is... To, yeah. See, that's the point, right? That's the point. That those are the people I was talking about. That Can you have a conversation with them? I'll tell you something, okay? The reason I'm asking you this question is, my answer is no. I mean, I, I'll say yes, I'm open to talking to people who have different opinions, different views than I am. But different is not mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. I'm talking about polar opposite yeah. views. And I remember when I was doing a master's in Nagpur, there were a few math students from uh, Haryana, UP, Delhi, etc. Those were pro-BJP and they used to worship Modi ji. And whenever we used to sit in the West Hall, every, every day that topic used to come up. And I'll see, okay, this is what the government is not doing right. And they'll see, you know, this is what the government is doing right. You know, I realized that I am not changing this person's opinion. That person is not changing yeah. my opinion. We are just running in mm, circles. Yeah. However, at the end, I think somewhere... <laughs> I remember this person, I, I said some point, okay, that this, the government has failed in this regard. Two of those people said, nahi, 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 aisa hai, nahi, aisa aisa. But the third person said, Modi ji ki thodi galti ho hai. And I was so glad, I was so glad that yes, he accepted that. And then I think I started taking that person's view very seriously then. Because I know that he's not defending everything blindly. Uh, this person actually took my side on one particular aspect, then I started taking that person's view very seriously and I actually started listening to him, considering his views, etc. And I think then those conversations improved a little because we anyway go to see each other in the mess mm-hmm. hall almost yeah. every day. So we would have that conversation. Mm-hmm. But then it started becoming a little more interesting. And this is an example of two people having polar opposite views because I did not like the government at all. Those people were in love with the government. So yeah, it's an interesting thing. Like we, we say that we are open to talking to people who have polar opposite views, but actually doing that is difficult and actually making some headway. Like some of the points he said after this incident happened, I agreed on them. Like, yes, maybe this argument is good in this regard. Okay, so you are talking about people that are polar opposites, okay? But uh, who would you approach more likely? Would it be... The person who said that BJP. Ka. Would you pay heed to that person or would you pay heed to the person who's burning pictures of people they disagree with? Because I, I think your answer would be to pay heed to the guy who accepted criticism. Sorry. So, 
my point is that we cannot keep on focusing on people that are burning pictures of people just because they disagree with what views they have they are not really part of the conversation they are not really adding any value to what is going on in the world i agree the big problem here is not them burning they they are idiots but it's us that we are paying attention to those people while they are you know tarnishing the name to whatever religion whatever political party they are affiliated to they are just putting a bad example in front of the entire world but let's for a moment think about the entire situation okay now they were burning pictures of people that they were disagreeing with it just reinforces the view in the indian people that we generalize them with the entire political affiliation there is a fear that is induced by pushing a news like this when you're pushing you're also igniting the flames of fear that is in the hearts of the people to actually strike a conversation so whenever they meet someone that looks like them or has the same political affiliations we just won't bother like whatever you're saying is correct and i don't have anything to talk about it so here what we are doing is we are not truly changing their opinions or we are not truly doing what has to be done we are just pandering and it's very annoying to me how these fringe groups they decide the fate of entire religion or the political affiliation that they have i i mostly agree with whatever you have said and the word i use is social media has brought us closer to each other how it has also created echo chambers like people who think in a similar way they make their own facebook group and they start talking about that and they'll see okay yes someone agrees with me i have radical ideas but someone else also agrees with me and that creates echo chambers so people are becoming more and more polarized because of social media even though we are closer than ever because of social media but my question to you is say for example you were born in a place where such people are born who are not ready to listen to the other people they were not ready to reconsider their stance or look at the facts you were born in say uttar pradesh bihar in a very underprivileged family you did not have a great education you are poor you don't have a job then you start you start hearing about your religion then you also hear facts which may not be correct i mean they, they no longer are facts if they are not correct they start listing supposedly facts about how your religion is in danger or these people are plotting something against you etc etc do you think because you would have sorry if you were born in their shoes do you think you would have turned out any different uh, i think that's a question to ponder about i don't think i can just give a immediate response to that but yeah and hence and hence even if your answer is no i wouldn't be different i would be exactly the same as these people who we think are very polar and very close or not open to uh, new ideas not look at facts not rational even if you turned out that way what i'm saying is i don't want to give up on you and it's not your mistake uh, maybe if you would have had a better environment you would have not turned out that way and hence i don't want to give up on you and hence i want to keep engaging with you however annoying however frustrating that may be and how much ever you can take like there's obviously a limit right and if you are reaching that limit then feel free to disengage with that conversation hence i don't like to talk about all this on the internet you said you engage on forums right i never engage on forums like ha tum jo bolo sahi i even i don't engage but i do listen to what what their views are because generally what happens is let's say we talk about facebook reddit 
there there are eco chambers in the social media platforms and they are just churning out these completely mindless bots that are saying the same thing over and over again and they are not thinking on their own i i find it very unhealthy to engage with people on i won't say it's unhealthy but it's frustrating yeah. and it's not yes. pleasant hence i think education is the answer to most problems in india and all over the world if you had the correct education either teacher has taught you to engage with ideas which you are not comfortable with and to reevaluate your stance new facts that emerge i think most of the problems are taken care of and hence i think education good education not just education good education is the key i agree with that but on the other hand i do feel there is the plague that is in the west and it's slowly coming to india and i think this plague that i'm talking about is of polarization making everything us versus them the things that i feel about this you know so called plague is that there there are these patterns that i tend to see here it's first forming of those eco chambers on social media second that i noticed was this idea that others are wrong and we are right whatever others say it's wrong and whatever we say it's right and then uh, this thing about us versus them like i don't want india to be polarized on issues that are extremely important now if we we talk about us there are abortion laws there are gun laws there are important things that need to be reformed and if you think about it there are billions of people in the world and everyone is born and brought up in a different way not everyone will think in a certain way so whatever is going on we have to come to a common ground uh, whatever the facts are and we have to you know evaluate all the choices that we are making and yeah unless and until we eradicate this problem i think people will get more and more polarized which i'm seeing is happening a lot and i really don't want that to happen so i think you started this conversation by saying ki you fear that what's happened in the west is now slowly happening in india as well i think it has already happened like i can see this play out with so many people on the internet like there are people who will always talk from their point of view and will always try to defend their side no matter what the topic is and i have to make a confession that i was that person until one or two years ago i would never consider the opposition's perspective or the other person's perspective but i think slowly slowly i've started to develop that tendency where i don't just shut off people who have polarizing or op- opposite views from mine and i think i'm still not there yet <laughs> and i think it's generally difficult like if you feel that um, say for example abortion for example so there's no fact over here there's no written rule anywhere that this is correct and that is wrong it's everything is up for debate right uh, like should the mother have the right to abort should the state have the right to abort should the child itself have the right to choose and if yes then how is the child going to choose even before getting born uh like everything is up for debate there's no right answer here there's only beliefs i believe that this should be the way it should be done because this right so there's no right answer over here and if you feel one way considering the other point of view is very very difficult because it's your belief right it's, and belief is something very very personal to us it's what makes us uh so it's generally genuinely very difficult and 
when there are lives at stake when there is income at stake when there is representation at stake everything becomes much more muckier so it's very very difficult but i think it's an important exercise that we all need to start taking